0: What is this place? Chelsea Teens, exclamation mark. And that's you. Is it you? It probably is.
1: Hello and welcome back to Scream. Go ahead. Do you have to fart? No, go ahead. Hello. Uh, Okay. Go ahead. Hello and welcome. (laughs) Go ahead. Hello,
0: and welcome back to Scream One Hundred and One. I'm Sergio, and I'm Brennan. And I can't believe you just let me do that. Hey, whatever. (laughs) Comedy. Do you want to know why I did that, though? Why did you do that? Do you remember that one time I kept trying to start the podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah. You were like, no, no, no. And I was like, what is wrong? And then I kept trying. And you were like, no, no, no. And then you were like, hello. Because you were imitating <laughs> yeah, 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 the yeah. freaking Crip creeper. This is my vengeance. This is my fight song. Okay. Hello,
1: boils and ghouls. Like this that. is uh, Gorgio and Bren Skull. Uh, welcome
0: to <laughs> Scream 101. You couldn't have come up with better puns than that. (laughs) All right. So welcome back to Scream 101. Clearly. Oh, my God. um, What? This
1: introduction is going to be longer than our episode.
0: It is. So, Brendan, what are we reviewing today?
1: Uh, We're going to be reviewing, or this is our second uh, skeleton in the closet of an Oscar nominee. Uh, We're hitting up uh, a first-time nominee. His name is Daniel Kaluuya. He is the star of Get Out. And surprise, surprise, he is British like every actor nowadays. Yeah. And um, he was in a 2010 British thriller called Chat Room, which, weirdly enough, was directed by Ringu's Hideo Nakata, who is a Japanese director. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: the movie stars so many, like, soon to be famouses. Oh, yeah.
1: We will talk about that. But first, let's do 10 more reviews of movies we watched in the past week.
0: All right, cool. My first movie is The Post. The Post. A shame, all these journalists cannot write a better script.
1: Ooh, in the post, if this wins Best Picture, we lose. America will lose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Phantom Thread. Luscious dress porn and over-the-top acting—a good movie makes.
1: And my review of Phantom Thread is: I'm a rube, so I was super bored. <laughs> <laughs> Not, it
0: was, it was good, mm-hmm. but like, meh.
1: <laughs> just good. Leslie Manville for Best supporting character,
0: okay. Actress, like who you, cares? No, I was knows. gonna say, I like how progressive that was. Like, you just said, best supporting character. Uh huh. There is no gender, she's just the best supporting there was. Well, okay, her. no,
1: she Richard Jenkins deserves all the awards, so he I'm does. not gonna like say that, but mm-hmm. she was very good,
0: okay. Um, and surprise, Brennan is making me review Northanger Abbey,
1: which is the first Jane Austen novel. Uh, we will be 10 word reviewing all
0: six of them as we read through them together for Sergio's class, yes. All right, Isabella Thorpe enchants Catherine Moreland's boring life with drama. Hashtag bless.
1: (laughs) She was great. And my review of Northanger Abbey is, Bitingly hilarious characters populate a sort of anticlimactic plot.
0: I think it's going to be most of her books.
1: Well, probably. But (laughs) it was really funny. I enjoyed it a lot anyway um here is the plot of the 2010 thriller chat room which you just you know what you're in for with this title um five teenagers are introduced to each other in a chat room called chelsea teens chelsea is a town in england for the record it's not just teens named chelsea um all with different personalities but when one shows its darker side it threatens the life of the others I think they were trying to hide the gender of the person in that statement, mm-hmm. it, but calling a person an it is also a problem there, uh-huh. their darker side.
0: Listen, like, I don't think this movie really cared for the description on IMDb.
1: No, and it was probably translated from Japanese or something, too. Probably. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're going to spoil this movie. And I think we need to because we are gonna say Aaron Taylor Johnson is the evil one. Mm-hmm. He's the main character, and he's Aaron Taylor Johnson. Why do you know him? Tell me. How, tell me about your uh, your history with this with this gorgeous gentleman.
0: Um, well, I first met Aaron Taylor Johnson when I was uh, as a, working as a PA. Uh, no, okay. on uh, Kick Ass. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> as a PA in the theater, um, not hired, just there. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, no, Aaron Taylor Johnson grew up to be handsome the most handsome man alive
1: okay that is a lie
0: i think he's the most handsome man alive
1: he is very broad it like he is challengingly broad it's like uh, my eyes don't want to track all the way across you (laughs) it's so difficult (laughs) it's such a strenuous journey
0: he's these beautiful blue eyes he's a beautiful man they're haunting
1: um A, a sort of bland actor sometimes
0: listen I don't need him to be good. <laughs> I just need him to be there. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, like, uh, he, sorry, uh, he has done Kick-Ass. He's done Nocturnal Animals. Mm-hmm. He did, he won Golden Globe for that. He did <laughs> Undeserved, but whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, Prisoners. What else has he done? Uh. Godzilla. Yeah. He's um, that fast guy, Quicksilver. Oh,
1: yeah. He's the one. Well, I don't want to spoil that, although everyone in the world who wants to have seen Avengers Age of Ultron has seen it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he's got an accent. He's like, oh, not fast enough for you? I don't know. I'm so fast. <laughs> Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: what else has he done? Je suis de
1: Eastern Europe. <laughs> uh, what?
0: He's married to Sam Taylor Johnson.
1: The director of Fifty Shades of Grey?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, he's a, what's the British equivalent of Hollywood?
1: Hmm. BBC.
0: Okay. He is a BBC icon at this point. Sure.
1: And also, um, other like basically everyone in this movie has had other high profile roles, which is yeah. really weird for a teen thriller. But
0: save for poor um Graham.
1: Yeah, the the kid who uh, I don't know Matthew Beard, that's his name. Yeah. Um he plays a character named Jim who is has suicidal thoughts. And he is pushed to the edge by Aaron Taylor Johnson's evil, chaotic character. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was in An Education, which was a reasonably big movie uh-huh. in the Oscar set, at least. Uh-huh. Um, and well, that's the thing: any British movie from a couple of years ago, everyone in that movie is famous now. Yeah. Like they've been in a Harry Potter, they've been in a Doctor Who, Ugh. or a Black Mirror. Yeah, three of the characters
0: or, from this movie went on to be in Game of Thrones. I think four. Four. Who is the fourth?
1: Uh, Rob Stark. Yeah. The mom of Jim. Oh yeah, four. Uh huh. Yep, Brennan's right. Uh, one of worm. the one of the teens play. Gray worm. Gray worm. Well, sure. Don't know what that is. Is that it an actual is. worm?
0: No, he's an unsullied. Sure. Grey worm the unsullied I'm, does leader of Daenerys's army. Uh, what was that?
1: Does that mean he's a virgin? If he's uh, been unsullied. He's a eunuch. Oh no. Uh huh. Poor guy. So he's a good singer.
0: He's a very good singer. He has a multiple just. Every time he's on screen, he's just singing. Okay, great. Daenerys, our queen. Make way, (laughs) make way. Daenerys, it's time you knew. Caitlin Stark, which you mentioned, the one I forgot. Rob Stark, who both of those two are no longer with us. Oh,
1: spoilers for chat room.
0: (laughs) Uh, And then Gilly, uh, who plays the uh, Sam. Isn't that the Kristen Wigg character (laughs) from SNL? Uh, Is it Gilly or Gully? Gilly
1: is what uh, IMDb said.
0: Okay, yeah, she plays uh, one of the...
1: So, no, she she pulls her chin back and says, what?
0: Yeah, it's, that's her character. Yeah, <laughs> in
1: Game of Thrones, they're like, gilly. Uh-huh.
0: She plays a wildling in love with Samwise Tarly. Or Samwell Tarly. Samwell Tarly.
1: Okay, Samwise Gamgee.
0: Both of them. Okay, so around. this
1: is not important. I mean, no, it is. We, we are talking about the careers of the actors. Uh-huh. Imogen oh. Poots? Yes, who... um. Is totally around, but like I can never remember what said. T- she was in that awkward moment with Zach yep. Efron. She also played the girlfriend of Andy Sandberg in Pop Star Never Stop, Never Stopping. Uh huh. Uh, she was in 28 Weeks Later as yes. a younger teen.
0: I made you watch that uh, a single or a solitary man, right?
1: Yes, with Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas.
0: Was she in that? She was in that. Was she, she the daughter? Yeah, she was.
1: Oh, I don't remember that. Didn't she try to sleep with him? She did sleep with him. Oh, no. Yeah. Spoilers. Yep. For Game of Thrones. Yep. <laughs> Imogen Booth sleeps with Michael Douglas. Yep. Anyway, it's not his scene. daughter, by the way. <laughs> um, But, yeah. So, she's in a lot of stuff. She's got a very pretty nose. um, And, you know, the rest of her is also pretty. But, like, it's got this little curve to it that's nice.
0: <laughs> and, of course, Daniel Kaluuya went on to do Get Out. Yes.
1: Which is why we're here today. That is why we're here today. Uh, as always, we rate our movies on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality out of five. What is your scariness score for chat room? I'm gonna say three. Okay, why? What 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 scared you about it?
0: Um, the movie was never really scary.
1: So three, just that's your baseline.
0: I'm grading it on a curve because it was suspenseful. Okay. okay um, okay. towards the end of the movie, there is a really like, will he, won't they, whatever. Um, will the villain succeed in his evil plan to essentially uh, kill this guy or to get this guy to kill himself? Yeah, it's
1: a bizarre psychological thriller. Mm -hmm. You never... Like, you kind of... uh, The understanding of why he's doing this is that, like, he used to be suicidal and now he's pushing other people to suicide as, like, some weird cathartic thing. Yeah. But the movie is very elliptical about that.
0: We never get a full answer. Which...
1: Fine, whatever. We never. I kind
0: of wanted it just because we're so vested in these characters. It's like, what would, what did it cost you to not tell me the complete story behind this? Uh
1: huh. No, that's definitely one of the weaknesses of this movie is it doesn't fully explore any of its characters. Uh huh. Um, which yeah, sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted. But like you, you were saying he's creepy in his efforts.
0: Uh mm-hmm. huh. And so like you certainly feel bad for the character that's contemplating suicide. Because, I mean, just by, like, nature of the act.
1: um, Yeah, and I thought he gave the best performance in the movie. Yeah. Like, hands down. Uh Uh-huh. He Um, had to justify a really ridiculous scene, mm -hmm. um, which is his dad taking him to see the penguins at the zoo and then abandoning him at the zoo, which Mm -hmm. is the craziest way to leave your family. So sad. No, it was so sad Uh because of his performance. Because... This kid is dressed as a cowboy watching the Penguins, which s- sounds kind of like the Super Bowl, <laughs> but um, <laughs> if there was a team called the Penguins, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then his dad just abandons him at the zoo. Who thought this was a good idea? Well, his mom was out of town, like it's such a r- splendidly evil thing to do. Uh huh. But like he makes it grounded in mm-hmm. a way with his like retelling of it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson was creepy. Yes, he was. Yes. I'm sorry, I interrupted you too much. No,
0: it's okay. Um, I got
1: very excited about the
0: penguins. Uh-huh. Uh, well, essentially, that's the point of the movie, What you just said, is that Aaron's trying to get him to kill himself. Uh, and eventually, well, one of the characters is kind of on board with it at first.
1: Yeah, uh, Imogen Poots is like, hell yeah, let's cause some like
0: reckless violence. Uh-huh. But eventually, they all come together to see the error of their ways. Uh-huh. Um,
1: and they run around like this Scooby gang trying to stop him. Yeah, and so- he keep you- skidding around corners.
0: Mm-hmm. They're just at the zoo because he's made the grandmaster plan for him to kill himself at the zoo or something. Which is crazy. Yeah, um, well, it's truly poetic.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. It's, uh, it comes full circle.
0: Um, but they're just running around, and you know, should we spoil the ending? Yeah, we, we yeah, yeah. Uh, home, homie, <laughs> homie Graham. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. No, no, the other one, Jim. Jim, like he does not kill himself.
1: Spoilers. Uh,
0: but what happens, to Aaron Taylor Johnson?
1: he falls backwards off of a big tall thing and get also gets hit by a train. <laughs> it was really uh, excessive. <laughs> All of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I, no one knew there were train tracks there. This is not established. Yeah, He just gets just smited, mm-hmm. smoked by this train,
0: just mm-hmm. whoop, incinerated. Yep. It was pretty great, actually. It was. Um, Should we talk about. Because we haven't really established the chat room aspect of this movie. Okay, and yeah, yeah a, let's like, do that thing.
1: and dive into the characters a little bit more. Okay, cool. Okay. So, do you want to take off? Do you sure. want to start us off? Um, I can start off. Bas- essentially, the chat room, uh, much like the Netflix series Girl Boss, is reflected. In that one scene? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so the chat room is represented by this literal room, mm-hmm. um, which is very colorful and you get to see all the people actually interacting and having a conversation and then it cuts to them just like in this gray in their gray drab rooms or wherever they are. In real life. Yeah, just typing or whatever. So it kind of intercuts between the two systems and I do do think that's one of the more interesting things about the movie is the way that real life is presented is really desaturated and drab. Yeah. And then the internet life is this like bustling hive of color and energy and motion Uh and the, like, allegory kind of falls apart because there's a lot of things that they do where you're like, wait, what's happening in real life? Like, uh-huh. in the chat room, someone points a gun at someone else and it's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> And they, they're kissing in the chat room, but uh-huh. they're not, like, sending emojis to each other. It's very confusing.
0: Yeah, you're really trying to figure out, piece it together, like, what is... What is represented on screen versus what is happening on screen.
1: Yeah. And there's a like a Portuguese murder chat room where it's just a bunch of people yelling at a 12-year-old child. <laughs> uh-huh. And we never get an explanation for that. No. But then the child kills himself. It's a dark movie. Yeah. He takes a bunch of pills. I don't know. Um, it is very much um, told in the Japanese style of horror filmmaking in that everything is very elliptical and like... Roundabout way of presenting things It's not very straightforward Mm -hmm. I think that's very interesting When you're trying to dissect Aaron Taylor Johnson's character Because there's a lot of information there That you can put together Mm -hmm. That isn't necessarily foregrounded Mm -hmm. Like you find out that There's a bunch of kids books that he hates And then later you find out that his mom Wrote those kids books And then even later you find out that the main character in those books Is based on his older brother who he resents Mm -hmm. And that's not stuff that's ever really Explicitly stated and that kind of storytelling is very interesting. Yeah. But for the actual, like, narrative part, it's like, no, there's no, it. There, there's nothing here. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, totally. So did you want to run through the characters
0: a little bit? Um, sure. I don't remember their names.
1: I'll help you out with that. Okay. Imogen so, Poots? What was her name? Emily.
0: Emily. Right. I think. Uh, Emily plays this...
1: No. Ava.
0: Ava. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Imogen Poots' character, Ava, plays this really... Uh, narcissistic vapid well she's not that narcissistic but she's really vapid shallow a wealthy privileged girl yeah and
1: she wants to be a model
0: uh-huh because one of her friends is a model actually yeah but she's like they're both trying I don't know whatever that's n- the characters are
1: not super explored
0: uh-huh um, well, her friend wants to be a model, or her friend is succeeding as a model, but then Imogen puts mentions like, hey, I want to be one too, and follow in your footsteps, friend. And the friend just kind of laughs it off at her, like, laughs off her yeah. uh, idea, and she's like, you're going to be too short, you're too tiny. And then they like, her and the other friend just start laughing at Imogen, and Imogen is just there, and it's kind of like... They call her a Polly Pocket. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and if, uh, like, this were a different movie, like, if the movie were about her, it would have done a friggin', um... Uh, What's that movie? Hitchcock movie? Vertigo. I would have done a Vertigo shot where just zooms in on her being angry. Eee. And, like, this is the moment where she decided she was going to get revenge. Um, and eventually, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character helps her, William. He helps her get revenge on her friend uh-huh. by, like, changing her proportion sizes on her modeling pictures, by hacking into the website. Yeah, he's an
1: expert hacker, even from his iPhone.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was bizarre okay
1: yeah whatever um we didn't understand this is a movie. this is a w- another hysterical movie about the evil potential of technology
0: and you're going to suspend belief for this one uh-huh um so that's imogen poots did i miss anything
1: no seems pretty solid. i mean
0: eventually her and uh william eventually run up a, a love assembly Boy. <laughs> um, <Whoa>, what <laughs>
1: Love interest, oh,
0: a love relationship. They love some something of a relationship. Uh-huh. He like strings her along, and she really just kind of, I guess, wanted it. Like she just oh, wouldn't you? Some... Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you, Imageman, But I mean, like her character really needed some kind of validation, and he provided that for her. Yes, he did. Uh, then we have Jim.
1: Jim is, yeah, he, we talked about him. he's He, he likes penguins. He's uh-huh. suicidal because his dad left him like 10 years ago. Like, uh-huh. come on. <laughs> he's no, on, just kidding. Uh, but, um,
0: he's on antidepressants. yes Aaron William, upon discovering this, like exploits it. And he's like, you know what? You don't need that anymore. Like, you can just experience life as is. Uh, and then yeah, like, It's a
1: very garden state mentality he's presenting.
0: Uh-huh. And uh, like, you know, poor little Jim being as gullible as he is. Like, take, goes off antidepressants and makes him ripe for for Williams' manipulation.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, and at one point during the height of the manipulation, Aaron Taylor Johnson kisses Jim, and it's great.
0: Yeah, that was really uncalled for, but and i
1: Yeah, it was beautiful and erotic, and it actually didn't feel forced. It was like, yeah, this feels about right. This feels Aaron. like what would happen.
0: Aaron would be down. Uh, And then who else do we have?
1: Uh, Emily, who is useless. Um,
0: oh, Emily is gilly? Yes. Um... I don't know the actress's name, but Emily. Uh, she plays this really prim and proper girl. Uh, her parents are, I guess, courting her or just molding her to be a very refined woman.
1: Yeah, like they take they're taking her to cotillion or uh, whatever.
0: Yeah, if this was uh, a Jane Austen book, she'd be one of the citizens living on the gentry. Yes. Um. The
1: Montgomery Gentry.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, the one interesting scene we get with her is that. Apparently, they all have their own chat rooms, and her chat room consists of just these large portraits of Condoleezza Rice. Uh, Lady Bird Johnson. Yeah. Lady Bird Johnson, I think. I'm not sure, but it's like, what other first ladies could it have been? Um, Angela Merkel. Oh, yeah. uh, And somebody else. And
1: it was before it was cool to like Angela Merkel.
0: It's always been cool to like Angela Merkel. Okay, you're right. She revitalized the German economy, Brennan.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's really cool. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I wrote a paper on <laughs> her once in undergrad. You know. Okay, great. I love me some Angela. Um, but yeah, so no,
1: she's real bizarre and she's pretty proper and she mm-hmm. straight up vanishes from the movie for about uh-huh. forty-five minutes. Yeah. Um, as Let's does Daniel Kaluuya, yes. who has the weirdest plot line.
0: Okay, I was to at that one. Okay. Um, Daniel Kaluuya's plot line. We first his character's inter- name Mo. Mo. We first meet Mo when he not first meet him, but we see a scene him with him and a friend um, and like this little girl. And at first, we thought they were all, like, siblings, because they were just playing video games, and the girl was just reading. But then, like, Daniel Kalua looks at her, and, like, he holds his gaze. He's staring like, at her. Yeah, he is staring he's at her. He's leering. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, it's this younger girl. I was like, okay, maybe he's an older brother being protective of his sister or uh-huh. something. Really admiring the way that she reads, you know? He's uh, an older brother encouraging reading.
1: I, I've... I wanted to believe the best in him, so I was like, "Is he jealous of her reading? Because he doesn't want
0: to play this game." Uh huh. He's just really fond of literacy. You know? Yeah. He approves of it in all its forms. Um, but then eventually we come to find out that she's eleven. Uh, the other person is not his brother, but his best friend, and that's his best friend's sister. Uh huh. And Daniel Kaluuya has the hots for an eleven-year-old, as presumably a sixteen or seventeen-year-old teenager.
1: Yeah, it's gross. Uh huh. And everyone insults him and calls him a pedophile. And then he actually tells his friend that he's into his sister and their because friend. Because he's convinced too by Aaron Tilly Johnson. Yeah, William convinces him to do so. Agent of chaos. Yep. And But then, like, nothing happened. There are no repercussions. Like, he ends up conscripting his friend to help, you know, do some hacker stuff and save Jim. And then they're all running around together, and we get no closure to that plot line and it's like why was this here it's mm-hmm. so it's such a weird topic yeah and poor daniel kaluuya he was much better served by get out <laughs> yep. that got him an oscar this did not or oscar nomination
0: yeah the whole pedo thing like it really only or existed
1: though as they say in the england
0: uh-huh. it only really existed to be able to throw a wrench in daniel kaluuya's actions once he finally decided to step up on jim's behalf yeah,
1: it, it it's his the chink in his moral armor when uh-huh. he's trying to like convince Jim to be better and he's like, What do you know, mm-hmm. you pedophile? And it's mm-hmm. like this could have been achieved many other ways. It was very bizarre. Yeah. Um I don't know if I said this, but I gave it two out of five screams.
0: Oh, I don't think you did. Yeah. Why did you give it two out of five instead of three like me?
1: Um, it just mostly comes to nothing. I was really enjoying the first half hour of this movie, but it just it falls apart on a very basic narrative level. Mm -hmm. um like characters vanish there's no conclusion to any arcs um we don't really explore why he's a psychopath and it's just not that interesting but Aaron Taylor Johnson gives a pretty solid performance Mm -hmm. I did write on here hot and scary (laughs) Uh, which is also my favorite flavor of soup
0: okay um yeah I think that's fair I think if this movie had been 30 minutes longer it might have answered hold on hold on let let me finish okay it might have like Help tie up some of those loose ends that you were holding you back. Um, like it might've given us more insight into William's character. It might've um, explained what happened to whole all of Daniel Kaluuya's pedophile thing. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it might not have been. So I think the best thing they could have done was leave it at the short runtime that it was.
1: Okay. I-, I think you could have just cut out certain scenes and put in better scenes. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, what's your campiness
0: score? My campiness score will be oh
1: two yeah i I think I'm gonna give it a two as well. Um, there was a, a couple moments that I wanted to talk about. Right, sure, because I can't remember anything. Okay. Um. Well, there is one moment where you can totally tell that this movie was as much as it is like through and through a British movie. It was influenced by Japanese culture from its director. Oh,
0: that one scene. Yeah, there's
1: like this weird outdoor bazaar that Jim is at. I think his mom works there at the carnival oh, or something.
0: I thought it was some kind of like medieval renaissance
1: fair it's weird it's england so i think everything looks like a renaissance fair Uh um but he meets this like weird kind of goth she's like a scene girl Mm -hmm. like a hot topic girl yeah and she's so into him like so hard and she's trying to get him to talk to her and she's like trying on clothes for him it's really weird Mm -hmm. but they go to this department store and she's trying on clothes and this department store is straight out of like the Tokyo scenes in Babel or something. There's like Daft Punk robot mannequins and it's very Harajuku. Uh It's very strange. It's like, this is not a store I'm familiar with.
0: Think, um, Hollister or, um, maybe Abercrombie and Fitch. I don't know. H&M is the vibe I was getting. Well, I think it's like meet one of those really dark stores, but Uh like with disco lights.
1: Yeah. It was bizarre. Like there were a lot of lasers in this store. Uh It was like a club that was a department store. Mm hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so that was funny. There's also there are a couple um, interludes of claymation, like that. Oh, Aaron yeah. Taylor Johnson's character has created, and one of them includes, like, uh, it's the story of Jim, but his dad has been recast as Gandhi in a South Park-esque parody. Yeah. And then there's a scene of Gandhi having sex with Jim's mom, Mm -hmm. which is bizarre. Mm -hmm. It's really strange. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Yeah, I love claymation. I think it's an unappreciated art form for animation, but this made absolutely no sense. I liked... The first one was kind of okay. Yeah. The second one was just, what is this?
1: I liked the stylistic audacity of including two claymation sequences in this horror film. Uh But...
0: I think you can... I think the first one you can say like it deserved to be in the movie. The second one was just being cruel to poor Jim. Yeah, there were other ways to have done that.
1: It was a very twenty ten internet level of humor that was just not working. Uh huh. Um, Do you have an effects score? Well, hopefully (laughs) three. Three. Okay,
0: I'm gonna give it
1: two. I guess three, but the three is being generous. You are generally generous to these movies.
0: Yeah, I think I say that at least once a podcast. It's uh-huh. gonna be my 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 catchphrase. Sergio's generous. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool the setup that they had for the chat room. When that was we first cool. We're watching that. We were like, okay, so what is this? Um, but eventually, like, okay, we can see that he's in some kind of like, I don't know, freaking drag down list, looking at chat rooms and then going through them one yeah. by the one and then labeling it. And you saw them interact with one another, Um, much like in Girlboss, when I showed you that scene, like I showed it to you because I thought it was like, whoa, they're doing something interesting here. Like, what does it mean to be in a chat room? Like, what's the vibe that you're giving off? Like, how do people react to text differently? Um, I mean, that's just a whole different question. But uh, but yeah, and so we thought it was cool. So I think that's a cool stylistic choice. It's not really an effect.
1: Yeah, and it's a way to make chat rooms interesting because we don't want to watch people just typing for an hour. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that would be kind of like the uh, the film Darkest Hour where you just watch Gary Oldman writing speeches for an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, just not interesting. Um, and I'm giving it two out of five. There there weren't really any effects necessary in this movie. It was a very cheap psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mainly just talking and mainly just the same room redressed in a bunch of different ways. And that is a compliment. Like I think they did well in making a big story out of very little resources.
0: Kind of like a freaking warehouse.
1: Yeah. Yeah um but uh there was one scene that was pretty intense actually with uh Aaron Taylor-Johnson using a knife to spread this like salve or balm of some kind over mm-hmm. his ri- like arms mm-hmm. and you can see the old scars from when he used to cut himself mm-hmm. and w- as he passes them you see like flashbacks to when he was cutting himself and the mm-hmm. blood gushing it's really disturbing yeah and Th- those effects are worth something. Like They're pretty intense.
0: Yeah. One scene where I thought that the chat room aspect that they were doing like you know, on screen worked really well was when it was just him and Daniel Kaluuya and they were talking. Uh-huh. And eventually an old man joins in and he says, are there any teen girls in here? Or oh, something yeah. Something to that effect. And then... Uh, you know,
1: as pedophiles do.
0: As pedophiles would. Just be on this lookout. And then um, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson replies and he still looks like himself. He's like, why? Are you a pedo? And then the pedophile replies, and at this point, it's an old man. Uh-huh. Uh, and he says, no, I'm... Tina, the teen girl. Yeah, Tina. Uh, and then his old man appearance turns into a teen girl, but with the face of an old man.
1: And the voice of an old... Oh, no, the voice of an old man, Yeah, there the you face. go,
0: sorry. Um, and then... <laughs> the <face. laughs> that would have been so creepy. <laughs> oh, and I messed up right there. Uh, but then Aaron Taylor Johnson, like, kind of leans into it, and he's like, well, I'm also, you know, a teen girl, and I'm touching myself like and then like they start conversing just a tiny bit. And then um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's like, I know who you are, you know, I've uh, hacked into
1: your account because I'm a master
0: Uh huh. and scares him off. And I thought, that was a really cool scene.
1: Yeah. Like visually representing the way people lie about their identities online.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then there was the other one with um, Daniel Kaluuya and he was in all those chat rooms with like men seeking to chat with women. Oh,
1: yeah. It, like online, like sex chat. Uh-huh. Um, that was pretty interesting too. Uh-huh. Like there's some very interesting representations of what like these interactions online would seem like mm-hmm. in real
0: life. Yeah. Online culture, man. Yeah. It's a thing.
1: Um, but it, it's, it's very outdated and it's only from eight years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. So overall, what do you, what would you say your quality score is for this movie?
0: Three, three. And okay. I would say that's a pretty good three. I'm not being generous with that. I think you're earn that three. Okay. I, was... I would recommend this movie.
1: Okay. See, I was feeling a three, but I dropped down to a two. I think about an hour in, I was like, I'm no longer getting out of this movie what I was getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Like the first hour, I was like, all right, this is a solid three. I'm enjoying it. It's not great, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But it just, it lost me by the end. So I'm giving it a two.
0: Okay. Like there is definitely diminishing returns after a certain point. Yeah. When things aren't adding up uh, and just, you know, not really go anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, but I still think like I would recommend this movie to someone to watch. Maybe like a group of high school kids, just you know, bored, smoking the ganja, needing a yeah. recommendation.
1: It, it, it's a beta test for Black Mirror. Uh huh. That's what this movie is.
0: Yeah, it uh, was certainly aspir like aspirational in some of the things they tried to do.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like they're, they're, it was ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. Ambitious.
0: How oh, did I say aspirational? <laughs> uh, I, I, I translated. Okay, thank you. I meant ambitious. Brennan knows me so well.
1: Thank you very much. Um, And you're welcome. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I think that about does it. Did you have any, like, last things to say about, say, Daniel Kaluuya's performance? Because that is technically the reason we're watching this. Um, Did he make an impression on you?
0: It's unfortunate that he wasn't, like, given more to work with. Uh Uh-huh. Having said that, him as well as everybody else was really good.
1: Yeah, everyone – there was a very solid level here. Like, everyone has gone on to work.
0: Yeah, and then, like, they all have a really good chemistry together like um
1: yeah his interactions with atj uh you know my friend uh um pretty solid like there was a brotherly chemistry between them
0: yeah they're all good um i really felt like this was a group of teens interacting with one another online and like for whatever reason resorted to online instead of interacting in their own personal life i mean we all do it but um, uh it was just it was good that aspect of it was good Mm
1: -hmm. and they all did have create a pretty interesting juxtaposition between what you see of them in the real world and the way that they act online Mm -hmm. because like everyone's putting on a facade online it's much more positive and happy and bright literally bright yeah but their performances do reflect that uh, dichotomy too Uh which is pretty interesting yeah um yeah I think that about does it I'm going to tell you what we're watching next week, but first, here's how you can find us on the social medias. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101 Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101 Podcast. You can email us at Scream101 Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Give us five stars and let us know what your favorite uh, horror movie starring an Oscar nominated person is. That was a bad sentence. That was a bad sentence.
0: Mine is doubt.
1: Okay, I guess it's horrifying. And everyone got nominated for Oscars in that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. And do you want to know what what we're watching next week? What are we watching next week? Uh, Next week, we are watching uh, Lady Bird supporting actress Laurie Metcalf in In Scream 2. Scream 2! This had to happen. The second she was nominated, it's like, yes, of course. Scream 2 is on the table.
0: Yeah, he purposely, he went to the I don't know what who who does their, their accounting for them?
1: Uh Price Waterhouse Cooper? I think
0: yeah, PwC. Um Brennan went there. He hacked it just so Lori Metcalf could be. Nominated. I did. I
1: used my iPhone just like Aaron Taylor Johnson.
0: <laughs> yeah, he pushed out the other nominee. Who is the other nominee, Brennan? Best supporting for last year? Uh just think of something on the fly. Allison Janey. She's still nominated though. I know. I don't know somebody who could have lost a nomination. Just thing on the top. Okay, uh, any movie from last year? Any movie? Any movie? Any movie? From the any movie? Any movie? Any movie? Uh, oh no, I
1: ran out of movies. Um, what? Okay, okay. What was
0: the worst movie you saw last year? Oh, let me think. Though there was
1: so many. Uh, the chick from the uh, uh oh, Carrie Ann Moss from the Bye
0: Bye Man. Yeah. No, no.
1: Honestly, Faye Dunaway should have been nominated for the Bye Bye Man.
0: Yeah, he, poor. She Faye was Dunaway. robbed. Poor Faye Dunaway was gonna be nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, or Best Actress in a Supporting Role Uh uh, for the Oscars, and he had to change that to Uh reflect Lloyd Metcalf.
1: Although I will stump for... That's Brennan's
0: dedication. I know.
1: Uh, I will stump for uh, Betty Gabriel in Get Out. I do think she was snubbed, even though that's not the size role that usually gets noticed at all by the Oscars. Yeah. Um, She was so good in Get Out.
0: Not size role in a genre.
1: That too. Um. But yeah, so uh, Scream 2, Lori Metcalf is in it, and she's great, and I'm so excited to explore it. Yeah. Um, see you next week for that, and until next time, good luck on your journey.
0: And stay gold, everybody.
1: Bye. <sighs> this episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes, you in fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out and do a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy. At podpeople.me. That was that was really fun and not awkward at all. <laughs> Bye.